Okay, guys, welcome back to the America Show. We are going to be, I guess, talking about our Egypt trip, <laughs> recapping it. We're going to be chatting with each other later on in this episode. More <laughs> than we already do about Egypt and uh, yeah. the things that we saw and what we got up to. This is fun. Should I'm be actually good. looking forward to wrapping. I'm actually looking forward to chatting with you about it and wrapping it up. I've been sort of looking forward to this. Yeah. Have you? Yeah. Yeah. I've been uploading all my pictures in Omega and, and I really did a good job this time at taking videos and pictures. I'm, I'm, I'm not usually that kind of guy. Right. And this time I just uh, might as well take them, you know, we can put something together later. Especially with the stuff we were looking at, with the evidence from, you know, I got ancient technology and stuff. I got fourteen hundred pictures. Yeah, that's that's quite a bit. It's a load. Did you take a lot of videos? Uh no, not as many videos. I, I took some, even some B-roll. You know what I got? I got some of our B-roll? tour guides on the bus. So when when Yusuf was doing his speeches, I was recording out the window. And I mainly did it for the audio, but you've got like just a good video of like Cairo side streets and stuff, or you know, like the city, the city of Cairo. How's the quality? I I haven't listened to it all yet. How's the video quality? How's the video quality? Uh, I think it's really good. I mean, the quality on that pixel is is really good. Um, Is it good when you put it up to like TV size though? Uh, that's one. I don't know. That's when it tends to fall apart. Really? Well, maybe not all the time, but you know, it can be disappointing for sure. Really? Okay. Well, let me. Uh, are you talking about ones from a moving car compared to just a normal video of walking around, or any any video from a phone? Any video. Send me. You said they're in mega, right? I'm gonna try watching yeah, them on my in TV. Our sh- oh, something wrong about what? Oh my god, I can't open up the videos if something goes there's an error message on my videos. All of them? Um uh, let's see. Yep. Decoder error not supported. So maybe I'll try downloading one and then watching it. Seeing. But I mean this is not something we should be doing while we're no, chatting. So well I'll, I'll, we'll figure that out later. <laughs> Your face for you. Uh, yeah. So what? Did, what? What you went up to? You made it back okay. You got extra custom, of course. Oh my god! Yeah. Well, we'll talk about all that is in the Egypt. Is that part of the know, Egypt I, review? Your customs? Uh, it was going to be. Yeah, I wanted to do like an overall before we get into the ancient mystery part, kind of logistics to travel the our experience and and my sickness. Your sickness. I've been under the weather, dude. You I'm have still. Yeah, I got my ears, my my uh still from the covid. I don't think it's covid. It's you know what? My legs were so swollen on the plane. They were hurting and swollen from those fucking flea bites. <laughs> but you should see how big the red blotches are, dude. I was Is worried I was worse? totally going to fucking lose my legs or something. Dude. Lose your on, legs. On the, dude, on the on the plane, they were fucking hurting and itching. Like I could hardly walk off the plane. Then I'm in customs and I'm like, I don't want to show the guy my fucking flea bites because they'll fucking haul me off into some quarantine or something. <laughs> it's pretty funny. I, I had to uh, tell him that I had to tell him what your antibiotics. Well, what are these antibiotics for? I don't know. They're not mine. Like I almost got busted because of your antibiotics you left in my bag. Busted. I don't think yeah, it's you're not illegal. supposed to bring that stuff in there. Anyways, we can get it. We I can think get into it's that all later. fine. Or, or do you want to talk about all that now? 
I think it's fine to bring antibiotics in. It's not, dude, it's on the list. You're not supposed to. But this guy was so cool because he saw my ivermectin. He's like, that's oh, awesome. Really, take that stuff. You really smoked it. Way to go. Not, don't get it. Take whatever you want. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I'm not supposed to let you have that, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to take it from you because I think it's a good thing to have. Don't take the jab. He says, I got myocarditis. I, I was forced to take it. My wife and my kids. And it reminded me of that time when you and I were, when I, when I was coming home from the States and they were giving me a hard time. And the lady was trying to be all like sympathetic with me, like, oh, well, my kids don't, t- didn't take it. And, and then I started thinking, I wonder if he's just trying to like warm himself up to me, you know, maybe to make it, maybe, maybe I'll open up more. But he did seem super genuine because he's like, if you've been watching the hearings and he was like, dude, it's about 20 of us here. We're all pushing. We waited as long as possible, but we were going to lose our jobs. So we had, we had to do it. But my wife and my kids didn't do it. I got myocarditis now. He says, don't take it. Because he whispers to me, goes, be honest with me. <laughs> he says, he looks at me in the eyes, be honest with me. Did you take it? And I go, no, I didn't. He goes, good. Don't do it. It was fucking awesome, dude. And he's awesome. like, ivermectin. Did he number? didn't know I had. He looks at the <laughs> bottle of vitamin D, which has got like 500 ivermectins in there. And he's like, oh, you got vitamin D too. That's really good. <laughs> Did you uh, get his number? <laughs> no, I should have. I should have. I, I didn't tell him about the podcast. Um, don't tell the border guard about the podcast ever for any no. reason. I don't care how cool they feel. See? <laughs> no Just matter how much no, they warm up to no, you. No, don't matter. <laughs> So he whispered in your ear, did he? Don't do it. How close was he? He was across the table from me because we were going through my luggage. Like they had to, they go went through all my luggage, right? And they had to count the. I had a little bit of leftover U.S. cash on me, so he's like, "I got to count this cash because some people say they've got this and they've got more, and that." So just so you know, I'm, I'm got to do that, and and you got to, and he went through all my. He was so. You snuck by him because he was just finishing with somebody else. And he turned to the right and I saw you scoot around to the left. And I'm like, I was going to like beeline right behind you, but he caught me kind of. And I was like turning around. I'm like, I better not like try and get away from him. So he's asking me a whole bunch of questions on like, what, what do you, what did you bring back from Egypt? What are you doing in Egypt with friends? You know, it was all that. Like, were you, were you, were you with friends? Were you with a group? And they didn't stop like, with me. Friends all, from all over the world. And, and uh, what? I'm brown. I just look like I might be coming nice. back from visiting my relatives. And um, and he said, what did you bring back that wasn't in Canada? And he's like, he's trying to give me examples. And I'm like, I know what you're talking about. Just so I said coloring books and some jewelry and some little stone cats and stuff. And, and uh, so I, he was writing all, he's making a list. I'm like, what is he making a fucking list for? I knew I was going to get pulled in. That was so, the like last guys on the way out. Last guy, or was that the guy who's just walking around? No, he was at the he was at the ramp going out of the luggage area. Yeah, the last checkpoint. Yeah, the last checkpoint. Yeah, yeah, they got you. I mean, you look guilty. And so it was him. I went in because you're so slow. I mean, I can't believe how slow you are going through those airports, dude. My legs were fucking gonna collapse. Not only were they sore from the bites that were infected, they were sore from climbing through the fucking pyramid. I could, my hips were sore. My after going all the way down that chamber, I, I mean, it was that was the night before. We had no sleep on three planes, about seven, you know, uh, metal detectors or whatever. I mean, I was probably radiating. Uh, <laughs> I, 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 Ugh. 
Yeah. Your legs are swollen. Dude, they were. Did you see how bad they were? I took pictures. I didn't even want to share the pictures. I'm like, this people are going to think I got monkeypox. Yeah, they were pretty bad. You did look pretty monkeypoxy. Is it, is it better now? And I don't get bites. Well, no, it's not. It's not better yet. It's it's getting better. <laughs> is it still swollen? No, the swelling's gone down. I had them on ice. I had them up a bit on on, on ice, and I've been having baths with uh, with salt and and essential oils. And the first time it happened, the first night in Cairo, I was scratching it, and I took my jeans off, and I'm like, "Holy fuck, what happened?" Because underneath my calves, there's all these red dots, and it's super itchy, and so I, I put a hot towel with thieves oil. I had my my essential oils with me, and I scrubbed them down with this thieves oil. And it seemed to really dry them out, and actually it seemed to make a difference. And then when I got cream from the pharmacy, that kind of, uh, it helped. It seems like it helped finish off the healing process. But when I put just the cream on on the way back, when this happened in Cairo on the last day, I didn't have the oil handy, so I just put that cream that they gave me on, and it seemed to just make it way worse. Yeah, that's tough. My bites are all better. I just had like three that were kind of pesky, but they're better. You think they do something about the sand fleas on the at the pyramids? That this both times was it, have was do? on the Giza plateau. What would you have them do? Just fucking pesticide the shit out of the place, like just dump some Monsanto shit on that. I I don't know. I mean, maybe give out some natural fucking uh, like bug spray stuff. You know, some of that good like maybe you just get dressed better. Dude, I had the pants on the first time and the shorts on the second time, and both times were bad. So it doesn't have but anything had, to do with but me you dressing. had pants with short socks. I, it, I don't think that. You mean that I should have worn like knee high socks on the plateau? I mean, yeah. that well, would be the last thing on my mind. I would never ever want to wear knee high socks. I mean, you could wear proper boots with pants uh, over top of them. And that would have made that uh, maybe that would have made difference. I did all right. Yeah. With my right. boots. Well, I don't. I didn't well, you didn't do as bad as the other fucking, dude. I don't want to wear boots and long pants in the middle of the 25 degree weather in the desert. But it's a desert. I mean, I just think the desert, you should wear your boots in the desert. <laughs> it's not the beach, <laughs> it's the <laughs> desert. <laughs> Yeah, the one guy was pretty, his legs were pretty scary. Oh, my God. They almost, all the dots almost connected. His legs were almost all red. I wonder if his thing was all fucked yeah, up I hope on he's the plane. okay. If his, yeah, I mean, well, I think his was older. They were, they were also from the first day when, when I got them, so. Anyways, I don't know. My ears are still out of whack. I'm sleeping pretty good, but I'm waking up really early. From the COVID? I don't know. Do you think we all had COVID? I don't know. Yeah. Let's not go there. Let's yeah. not go there. It's just a minor cold. You got bioweapons again. Yeah, it's just it's it's not feeling as synthetic these days. These these well, it's uh, been run through a couple these billion people. Versions. It's been run through a couple billion people now. You know? It's gotta get less synthetic every time, every every round. Yeah. Because they're not making new ones, I don't feel like, you know, it's just like cycling through the people. This disaster that they, this bullshit that they've, whatever it is that they've released on us is now just flying around forever. Glad I don't have those shots. What? 
Glad I don't have them fucking shots. It's uh, oh yeah. a fucking no. wild card. <laughs> oh. I know. I don't even want to talk about it. Why not? That's not well because this is the regular show. We'll oh. talk about that on Outlawed. We have another show, Grimerica Outlawed. It's a completely different podcast feed. The second half is subscriber based, but this is where we talk about more, most of this, like this other kind of COVID shit and crimes against humanity and stuff like that. We got a couple great shows coming out. All right, what do you got? Well, I got a listener email, a couple of listener emails I want to read you because I don't know. I, I don't know. I'm going to have to get back to this guy. I don't think I've got his email. If, if you're, if you're emailing us on the, on the website, make sure you put your email in there so we can reply to you. Do you want to do a jingle or do you have, do you not have jingles? Well, I do have jingles. I don't know what jingle to play. What jingles do you it's just It's just content. It's just spam ground, you know? And now another edition of the Grime American Goodies by the people, all the people. I think this is two emails from the same guy, and I want this is I want to reply to him because I want him. He won't hear this episode. Why not? Till maybe six months from now. I don't get it. Well, so will I get it? Yeah, just wanted to say that you guys have an awesome podcast. I only started listening to them during lockdown here in the UK, and like a sheep, I started listening to Joe Rogan, but found Randall Carlson, and from there. I went to the Brothers of the Serpent, but once I had finished those, I chose you guys next. And I've been doing between eight and nine hours a day, five days a week, to get me through work. And you are my new favorite. I love the way you both are with each other, and you sound like good friends and give each other shit, but don't get offended like me and my pals. Plus, like Darren, I was born in March of 81, and I like to smoke weed. So I feel a good connection with you. Sorry for getting creepy, LOL. I realize I'm... Unlikely to hear this read out on the show. And even if I do, it will be seven years into the future as I'm only on episode 144. 144. Thank, thank God the sound quality got better after those first few episodes, huh? I hope what RPJ is still around. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> RPJ hates us. <laughs> and I love the fact that he has a better grasp of the English language than Graham. Ha. <laughs> And someone needs to go through and put all the times Darren has corrected you together. It would be hilarious if I knew how I would totally do it. But for now, I will say, keep up the good work, and I will hopefully buy a T-shirt or donate something with my Christmas bonus if I catch up by then. Oh, and I had thought of these for Darren, too. Graham, I don't make tires Dunlop or Graham. I have never raced around the Isle of Man on a motorbike Dunlop, mainly because Dunlop seems to be a winning name in that race. Sorry, I'm stoned and rambling, so I will let you be. <laughs> and, and I thought, you know, kind of Darren got karma from all that making fun of me because now he edits all my mistakes out of audiobooks. So, I mean, how perfect is that? Graham, mispronunciations of all ages, Dudlop. I was thinking, you know, I could bring that back. People send me stuff all the time still from that. From what? When I used to call you Graham. Oh yeah. Something dumb. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> when when uh, did you stop that? I don't know, it just sort of wore off. Remember? We ran out of them like we ran out of the UFO quotes. Yeah, I mean, just, I went know, through a whole list of like hundreds of UFO we quotes. Did. I I came up with like 200 grams something dunlops and I just ran out. So here he is again. And uh, again, I don't have his email, so he's not going to be able to hear this. But I'm interested in knowing 
like how he saw if we've changed over the years, you know, if we've gone all right. Yeah. Or these other things, you know, like it, it'd be interesting to know how, what he thinks and because everything's changed, but because there's not many people going from like listening to every episode from the start to the finish. So here's another one. Just realize you're not episodes- at that pace. I mean, five, oh, six, yeah, seven a episodes pace, yeah. a day. Just realize how many episodes you guys have and don't think I have enough hours of work to be finished by Christmas, but I'm trying. Keep up the good work. I haven't heard RPG for a few episodes now. Hope he's still around. (laughs) (laughs) He's blocked me on Twitter. You know who else blocked me on Twitter? I just noticed. Sticks Hammer. Again? Again. No, he did years ago. He did. Yeah, I'm still blocked. Yeah, can, can Can you get yourself unblocked? I'd like to have him on the show. Well, that's how I noticed I was blocked. <laughs> I tried to tweet out of it. It wouldn't let me. I don't know how. Yeah, I, I can't. Get how do, how do you get yourself unblocked from a situation like that? He has to unblock me. I know, but how do we get a hold of him to unblock you? I mean, not on Twitter. I'm sure I wonder that why he, he'll do it me. now. Because you and him had vaccine fights like six years ago. Oh, he's, is he pro shots? No, no. This is way before. This is like when you were. Fighting the battle before. COVID. Yeah, I'm an anti-vaxxer, like right from for all of them. All I, I, I know. So <laughs> I know, and he was. Like, oh, so he, he was a he pro-vaxxer. Was... Now that the COVID shots happened, he's okay with my anti-vax stats stance. Is this what's this boils this down? This is what's here? brewing in my head. Is that what you're yeah. thinking? I think he'll he'll be he'll he, it's yeah he'll he done to follow us. I think. I don't remember fighting with him over vaccines. Yeah, I just remember you saying a couple things and and. Uh, you were you were a bit pissed off with him. You didn't because I was commenting on him. I like how he's doing these sort of occult books and his his political Bam. takes very interesting. And Blocked. and uh, and and you're like, yeah, I don't like him because <laughs> you know he's pro vax or something like that. And he blocked me. Yeah. Whatever. But that was a long, long time ago. That was literally, I would say, five years ago. Speaking of five years ago, this guy, this uh, Wayne, who's emailing us, had a lucid dream the other night. But as usual, I killed myself off and woke up purely because it's always a life-threatening moment that makes me realize it's a dream. Then I just go with it and die. LOL. Sorry if you aren't doing the dream thing anymore, but I will be caught up soon. Take it easy, guys from the UK. So Nice. I like it. Yeah. It's like a time machine. He must have just got through like the great fortune cookie prank. All that good stuff. Oh yeah, probably. Eh? What was that one twenty eight? What was that one again? I wanna say one thirty nine is when it started, but it's hard to know. The Rick Simpson one, maybe. I can't remember. I should prank you again. It's been a while. All right, what else you got? Been, um, well, I got like um, oppo. I got, I got. Yeah, it's kind of an oppo, but it's just something I, I kind of saved. I haven't really read through it yet, but it's small enough that I wanted to. Because we we talked to a couple guys on. There was some people, um, all different sorts of people on the Egypt trip. We had a couple guys that were kind of um, more materialists than I. I don't even know if that's the right label, but there was some skeptical people there, which was good. I mean, there was a variety of people, but um, definitely had some discussions around consciousness and uh, physics and materialism and stuff like that. 
So I thought this, this sort of, um, thing, uh, that I have here on my Instagram would, would be applicable to read. What's that noise? Looks military to me. Definitely military. Probably classified too. Dish fire. Prism. Sentry eagle. Sigma. Mannequin. Artichoke. MK Ultra. Operation Project. Project Operation. This is from uh, a post from Robert Edward Robert Edward Grant. Uh, he's he's kind of one of those uh, guys in the resonance group of people, like Nassim Harriman's group. Um, he's that mathematician that people keep ta- telling us for years and years we should have him on the show. Because um, there was some talk about simulation theory, of course, and we have archaics coming up um, on the show who his, all his research has led him to, to um, believe that we're in a simulation. He calls it the simulacrum, actually. So this says, uh, he, he quotes uh, Robert, Robert Edward Grant quotes a Scientific American article. It says, the universe is not locally real. And the physics Nobel Prize winners proved it. And this is from October 2022. So this is um, Robert's, no, actually, should I read? Let me read the... Uh, <clears throat> the paragraph in the article and now I'll read what Robert said about it. But one of the more unsettling discoveries in the past half century is that universe is not locally real, real meaning that objects have definite properties independent of observation. An apple can be read even when no one is looking local means objects can only be influenced by their surroundings and that any influence cannot travel faster than light. Investigations at the frontiers of quantum physics have found that these things cannot both be true. Instead, the evidence shows objects are not influenced solely by their surroundings, and they may also lack definite properties prior to measurement. As Einstein famously bemoaned to a friend, do you really believe the moon is not there when you are not looking at it? This is, of course, deeply contrary to our everyday experiences. To paraphrase Douglas Adams, the demise of local realism has made a lot of people very, and then it cuts off. So I don't know if it was very angry or uncomfortable, but Robert says um, a major shift in the physics world. Materialism is officially on its deathbed. Local realism has been proven to be false. This means that things not observed are not there. They are simply a wave of potential that once observed at the speed of light collapse into form and realism. In essence, we see what we expected to see. Hermeticism and spiritualists the world over have been saying this for a very long time. The universe is mental. All is mental. So what are the implications of this new paradigm? Is science finally proving spirituality? Pretty awesome, eh? That's not too bad. How come we didn't have him on the show? Oh, it just, I, I just haven't got around to him. I, I, we might have tried a while back. I just, you know, there's a, a long list of people. Yeah. A long list. He seems like one of the, the, the cooler dudes that we should have the on, cooler really. Cooler dudes. Yeah. Cool. I love all those residents, guys, man. All those, those, that's my favorite crowd of people to have on the show. Like, they were all fantastic guests. They're the cooler dudes. The cooler dudes. Are you on that list? Sure. Of the cooler dudes? 
What about sure. me? Sure. Right. Thanks. All right. We are, well, we are in an igloo. We are in an igloo, according to our guest, who's at episode one forty-four. I mean, that's probably before the igloo gets smashed. <laughs> that's way before the igloo gets smashed, for sure. The igloo must have not got smashed until like episode three hundred. Yeah, I'm not sure. Two fifty, three hundred. <coughs> Did it get smashed? Almost got smashed. That'd be interesting to know. You could probably type it into the app. <coughs> I don't know if the app's still in the app store. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure. It might have got taken down. We got removed. I still have it on my phone. It still updates. Hmm. But I don't think you can still get it. So, Grammarica Outlawed, we just had Greg Carwood on. If people want to check out that show. Yeah. People seem to be liking it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was a fantastic chat. More stuff's coming out, dude. I mean, even today from what we talked about last night, dude. I mean, crazy, crazy stuff. The, 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 uh, Pizzagate stuff. Yeah. Yeah. What came out today? Oh, we can't talk about it here. Yeah. Let's just wait. Let's just wait till out loud. I mean, it's just more connections with U.S. politicians and stuff. It's just like, it's it's unbelievable. And we have another outlawed guest coming on that's been writing books about this for years. So that'll be going, we'll be going deep, deep into the, the empire and the pedo state and outlawed coming up our next episode. GrammericaOutlawed.ca. If you guys want to check out that show, you could just like type Grammarica Outlawed into your podcast player and it should pop up and you could check it out. See if you like it. If you like it, maybe you could sign up. Head over to adultbrain.ca if you want to see the audiobooks we've been up to. We just had a couple more of those come out. Fate of Man came out. And what was the other one? Wonders of the Invisible World. Which one? That's the Cotton Mather book about the witch trials of Salem 1692. It's super fucking creepy and relevant to what's happening today. Because it's it's like virtue signaling and cancel culture back then in the late 1600s. I mean, they were like just... They were basically like on trial and they're like, she looked at me funny. She grabbed her wrist and my wrist is sore. Like it was this weird sort of uh, weird uh, group psychosis that was happening. And, um, and then they, if you, if you didn't agree with them, they would accuse you of being a witch. It's very much like today if you are, you know, silent is violence kind of thing, you know, like, Oh yeah. I don't agree that, uh, that she's a witch, then you must be a witch too. I mean, this is the type of thing. So that's pretty interesting. Um, I might, I might be able. Let me see if I can just get a quote here from one of these books. I keep, uh, I keep some stuff. Uh, kill, kill a second of of time here. I'll try and find something. Kill some time. Yeah, we can use your support. America.ca slash support. If you can, <laughs> when you can, sign up for a monthly, make one time donation. We have been having a hard time for support. As the inflation in the world gets more expensive, the first things to go are your podcast subscriptions, especially if it's just for a free podcast. We could use a few to pick up the slack. GrammericaOutLoud.ca, or sorry, GrammericaOutLoud.ca slash support. Sign up today, please. Yeah, the other thing is, like, we, we've got this double, I think we're going to do a double release of D.B. Cooper episode coming up. Um, and we spent our own money to go all the way to back East, do the interviews and all that. And we're not asking for money specifically for that or anything, but we did use our own money and 
we want to put that out in our free feed, the value for value feed. Um, we don't want to make money off that app of telling uh, Rick McCoy's father's story, but you know, that's uh, just more reason to donate to help us out. That's right. America so here's, slash support. You want to, you want to do a quote jingle or a quote jingle? Is it a quote jingle? It's from, it's from, it's a quote from the book uh, that just got released. The wonders of the invisible world. So it's not really a quote. It's like an excerpt. An expert, an excerpt. Yeah. I don't have an excerpt jingle. But I'll okay, I'll, I'll, just, I'll just say it. Okay. When she came to the place of execution, she was silent until the prayers were ended. Then going to the stake where she was to be burnt, she thus expressed herself. All you that see me this day know ye that I am to die as a witch by my own confession. And I free all men, especially the ministers and magistrates, from the guilt of my blood. I take it wholly on myself, and as I must make answer to the God of heaven, I declare I am as free from ditch whoops witchcraft as any child. But being accused by a malicious woman and imprisoned under the name of a witch, my husband and friends disowned me, and seeing no hope of ever being in credit again to the temptation of the devil. I made that confession to destroy my own life, being weary of it and choosing rather to die than to live. And she got burned? Yeah. And she's just saying, like, her whole family was ruined, everything was ruined, so she just took the, took the, the confession, right? So that's a pretty good example right there. Sounds like a great book. Either way. <laughs> Contact at thecabin.com. We've got that fabulous event coming up in Mount Shasta with the fabulous Greg Carwood over at the Higher Side Chats. We were just talking to him. We were just talking about a chat with him. Uh, it's going to be great to hang out with him for a few days. we got Owen Hunt, Joe Root, Brandon Powell. We'll be doing all sorts of magic stuff and manifestation tricks and like Wim Hof training and breath work and be great. It's going to be a fun episode or a fun event and there's some spots left. So sign up. Come on down, hang out. Right on. So, Egypt. Egypt. You ready for that? Flea Egypt for you. Flea Egypt. Oh, I love it. That's a good one. Sand Flea Egypt. So, in general, you know, what an amazing trip with uh, with Uncharted X and and the Kemet School of Ancient Mysticism. That's Yusuf Yusuf's tour company. And the Brothers of the Serpent, of course. I mean, I wouldn't do it any other way, honestly. Honestly, dude, I, I don't even know how I backpacked around there a month, 32 years ago. Like, I, I it must have been a shit ton of work, you know, just figuring out prices for everything. Imagine all that stuff we did and having to negotiate everything on your own. Oh, we did so much this trip. Like, every day was packed with one or two sites, and we just, they just took us all over. It was It was amazing. Yeah, it was a good one. Where did you stay in, like, hostels? Yeah, hostels and, ho- and like, those cheap, ho- like, the hotels that you see in the in the middle, middle of Cairo. Yeah, must have been yeah. pretty ghetto. Yeah. You know what's changed in 32 years? The garbage. More yeah. garbage. All the garbage I saw there is probably still there, and there's 32 years of fucking garbage piled up everywhere. I mean, it's unbelievable. I, I was pretty... I'm pretty shocked to be honest with you. It's been a while since I've traveled around third world country and 
And, uh, you know, meanwhile, the leaders of uh, the unelected leaders of the world are meeting in Sham Sheikh while we were there about the environment and what they're going to do wow. to us to fix the, they the call weather and the environment. The leaders. No, they're unelected leaders. Yeah, they're unelected. Wasn't it like Joe Biden and. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, some of them are elected, I guess, but there's a bunch of unelected ones too, aren't there? I mean, the EU, I, the EU and all, I mean, there's a bunch of people that aren't elected. Probably, yes. Also, elected. anyways, the point is that Egypt is a kind of seem weird of garbage and two stroke of exhaust for sure. It's hard to breathe in the one town. Aswan was a little better. Luxor, right? It was Luxor was hard to breathe. Yeah. But uh, the sites were amazing. And it gets real sick of people asking you for money. Yeah. But the, but the garbage, like, I just want to put this in context, because I don't want to judge them as a people or anything, but there's something wrong with the system right now where they, you know... All the leaders want to milk the, the first world countries for stuff. And then the, the, is that money going to ever get to the third world? I mean, the, how many years have we been talking about this now? And the, the canals are filled with garbage. The the dirt piles full of garbage on the streets full of garbage. It's like they don't have garbage cans there. It's it's the strangest thing. You go look for a garbage can, there's, there's no garbage cans. Because they don't have a system, I guess, to pick up the garbage. And I don't know if the government, I mean, should the government get involved, more involved, less involved? I mean, when we talk about our freedoms here and, and uh, you know, like sort of anarchy and liberty and all that, like, what the fuck is going on over there? What are we going to do and like they, sometimes they seem happy and content for the most part. So I don't want to judge them living in a mess, but it can't be healthy when it's, it's in the farm fields. Did you see the farm fields? <laughs> uh, what's so funny? Nothing. You're funny. There's garbage all over the farm fields. <laughs> like it's, it's, it's a disaster. It's and an it's ecological the, it's the, disaster. And it, it, right, right. <laughs> and they're there, and they're there meeting COP twenty seven, and it's like they haven't even started to clean up this disaster. And and how many other countries? I mean, my buddy said Greece was just as bad now. I don't think it could be just as bad. I mean, I don't remember Greece being that bad 30 years ago when I was it there. It can't be that bad. Ago. No, it can't be. But he said it was. He said there's garbage everywhere. The one Plastic canal was like glowing. Plastic, it was like what? glowing blue. The one canal what? was glowing, it seems like. Wow. So and there's a dead dog. Have, like, there's a dead dog beside it. And well, another... I wanted to tell you, and a dead cow. I saw dead dogs on the street, dead cows. I saw a dog with a, his tail hanging by a thread. There's a lot of dogs. And cats on the street. Yeah. It's such a weird, it's, I, I yeah, I guess I was it, it culture shock a little bit, even though I've traveled a lot. It just, I don't know. You think there'd be an incinerator? Like you think you like you know how they have coal-fired power plants and stuff? Couldn't you just crush the garbage down and incinerate it, burn it, scrub the fumes, and create energy? Yeah, Wasn't you probably there a solution could. Here? But there's no money in it, so the government's not doing it. So where do you get the money? Who's you know? It's hard to privatize garbage when you could just yeah. throw it out your window. Yeah, yeah, no, no, I, I, yeah, I understand what the. It's just, I, I guess there is money to be spent because there's money in these other things. There's money being thrown around everywhere. 
for the wrong reasons, obviously. But I mean, this Egypt is like the most popular ancient mysteries country, and it the it doesn't. There's no sort of downward benefit to the people there at all. Sure doesn't seem like it. Hmm. They were pretty nice to us, though, other than wanting money all the time. Yeah. Yeah, they seem pretty content and happy. They're waving. When you go down the, like, you know, a few hours out of town, I guess, would that be on the edge of the Nile Valley, like where we're kind of getting into the desert? Uh, yeah, I think Abid so. Abydos and that kind of thing. The, the people are just waving at the, waving at the buses, like, happy to see tourists there. Everyone wants money. The police. Yeah. <laughs> the 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 airport the airport <laughs> yeah. helpers <laughs> the guys at the airport want money come on just give me a little something I got kids <laughs> all the way right until right until you're out of customs they're hitting yeah. you up for money I'm yeah. surprised the customs guy wasn't like come on man give me ten bucks <laughs> and I could ruin your day but what are you gonna do. Sites or something else, you got eaten by fleas the first day. We went in the Osiris shaft the second day. No, that uh, that was the first day, really. The Osiris shaft was the first morning. Yeah. Was it? Yeah. All right, that was it on the Giza, Giza Plateau. Weren't you eating already from the day before? No, no, no. That was the day. So yeah, we went deep down into the Osiris shaft, and I for I you know it's funny because we saw that granite box. Was it a granite box down there? What was that box made of? It's like what fifty feet down underneath there. There was this heavy box. There was two heavy boxes actually. Two. I think I got a picture of you jumping in and out of one of them. But um, uh, it's funny because that really uh, I didn't realize how contextual that box would be on our trip because that was kind of one of the things that we saw many times over and over was these precisely made granite boxes, whether it was in the King's chamber or the Serapium or um, some of the temples, like a sepulcher type box made out of granite and Elephantine Island. There was these huge precise boxes that were just sort of left there or, or they ended up there through a cataclysm or disaster. One of them was all broken up. The other one was mostly intact um, lying in the sand did you go down to the third level? Yeah. yeah. Where you could just like balance and look around in the water? Yeah, I did. Yeah, oh yeah, that's right. I forgot about that level too. That was was that the fourth level down or the third level? I mean That was the third God. level down. Did you? Yeah, I'm looking at pictures of that sludge down there. Well, you couldn't go down there because it was full of water. Yeah, I just looked I looked around as much as I could. Um Underground tunnels all over the place there. I mean, it really is interesting. I think they're, I think they're all probably the one all box does look like granite or basalt. I think it seemed black, but there was also a weird film on it, too. There's some bones down there, some human bones. It's good. And then and then we saw the small pyramid that Russ, uh, like if you, you, you can probably watch Russ's uh, presentation called Unfinished on our YouTube channel, and um, he shows the small pyramid. So we got to see where they had flattened the granite casing stones in the back, and there's a huge radius left on the edge. So it's almost like unfinished. 
that's pretty cool to see it in person. And we climbed up the side of that pyramid and I was on the highest casing stone that I guess was left on the opposite side of that pyramid. And it's this huge granite casing stone with a super smooth, flat top surface with a tiny little lip on the front where it was going to get where it would have been all flattened down on the front. I mean, how were they doing that? Scooping it. But but scooping it on the outside, but also the, how flat they were to fit together on the insides, you know? Like that top that we were hanging out on there was so flat. Yeah. There's definitely something to see that shit in person. They're definitely yeah. up to something. Clever. Because we, we didn't even know. We were just looking and we're like, oh, we'll, we'll, we'll scoot up because nobody's at the small period. Everybody's at the big pyramid. So we just scooted up and then you, you notice that, oh my God, on top of this thing, it's that super flat. <laughs> got some rocks from there too i think i got pulled over in customs yeah i had like eight pounds of rocks and then we uh next day we went to the museum in luxor or no sorry uh i got put i got on a camel for free and then buddy charged me 200 pounds to get off yeah that's what happens didn't see it coming should have seen it coming. By the last day, I would have seen that coming. I'd be like, "Get the fuck away from me!" I'm sure. I'm sure Yusuf made a couple of jokes about that. You know, you like, get the, they put clothes on for free, and then they to get them off, they charge you. Or yeah. So I got a couple of pictures, and then he wanted money to get off the camel, and it's a long jump from a camel down, farther than you think. Yep. But didn't the camel get, put it, get on its knees and lay it off? Did after I gave him money. Oh my god, that's hilarious! So, what'd you think of the museum then? Uh, I was super hungover, so I did oh, not have right. a good oh, time. Yeah. <laughs> I got drunk with Kyle the night before and was not having a good time at the museum, but it was kind of cool, I guess. I just oh, yeah. wandered around by myself. Yeah, again, the Ben Ben stones were there, the tops of the pyramids, I guess, is that what those are? And uh, some some granite granite statues and some finely worked, uh, I guess the main sort of thing there was there's some bowls and uh, little pieces that were so precisely made that it's hard to imagine they're from 6,000 years ago plus. In the museum there was? Yeah, there's a bunch of pictures, yeah. There is a bunch of cool stuff in the museum for sure. I th- I seen the whole thing. It was uh, the boxes were cool. Some of those boxes are pretty fancy. So then the next day we went to uh, Abydos, I think, and the Osirian, which is um, outside the temple Abydos, and Abydos is amazing on its own. I mean, it's. These temples, they had these huge column granite bases and I was trying to get, I should have got Kyle to scan it because I mean, Ben, Ben was saying he thinks that there, there was two Omar, uh, there was, uh, what do you call it when you're picking, when you, uh, the chisel, chisel marks on the granite bases. But to me, those huge granite bases looked like there was a real, uh, professionally precisely made chamfer, like a massive chamfer on those that seems hard to do by hand. I, I almost think those granite bases were there 
along with the the Osirian, which is out back, where those big, huge, one-piece blocks are, and then more of this unfinished smoothing out of the pillow blocks. Yeah, well, it could all be on top of the top of it. It's probably all on top of the old stuff. Yeah. It's almost like they yeah. built that temple there so you can't find it. But the Assyrian was fucking wild. Those are massive rocks. And yeah, probably maybe the best evidence of smoothing because you can see it in a couple different directions. Mind you, the quarry's pretty good too. But I think the Assyrian and the quarry where you, where you can really see the tool marks. Maybe it's not scooping. It could right. be grinding. Well, I don't know. I don't. I don't think so. I, I, it's not. You can't really see the tool marks. You just see the shape left over from the tool, right? Hmm. Yeah, it's like the, the scoop. It's mark. the magic ice cream scoop. I mean, to me, well, it's it doesn't a have to be a microwave scoop. scoop. It could be a microwave. I don't know. It doesn't have to be a whatever scoop. It could be a, a like an oval shaped diamond tipped wheel that's just grinding out. It's like a foot wide. I could draw you. Did somebody tell? Did somebody? Me and Marty were going over it. Oh, Marty was wouldn't tell me. Oh, he told you. Fuck. When did he tell you that? I can't. I don't know what Marty's coming up with. But me and Marty were talking about different things. Well, Chuck and Marty came up with this thing, and and uh, he he wanted to flesh it out before he told anybody about it. Yeah, I could draw you a picture. What I think the tip of that thing could look like. But there's so many different sizes of it. So you just say there's a whole bunch of different size diamond diamond rotating tips? Well, I don't think there is. I think it's just you, see, you could be seeing overlap. Um, maybe. Yeah, yeah. there did seem to be a somewhat standard size, but there was also smaller ones. And I think the smaller ones could be from overlap. Isn't that still a lot of work from mechanically removing the stone though? I just, I have a hard time with the, with the, whatever you're doing mechanically seems to me like it would be a waste of time. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know how quick it could go if you had like some badass fucking machine, you know? Yeah. Maybe it might go pretty quick because it's super obvious when you go to the, when you go to the quarry i mean cuz what cuz i feel like it has to be turning into dust or powder or something because there's no like there's no fucking scoop where they there's no like where they emptied the scoop you know where's all that well it's it's blocks there's blocks like that's what the pillow on the no, outside yeah, of the can't blocks be the, is. yeah so what when they scrape that off where's all that yeah, 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 exactly. If it's all ground to dust, then it's I just I mean, there sand. is piles and piles of dirt and, and sand. I mean, holy shit. When you go to that, remember where we went to the Bent Pyramid, the Red Pyramid, and the mm -hmm. other, other one? There was just huge piles of of bits of rock and clay, uh, clay jars, and, and just, just massive, massive piles. So... What was I going to say about that scooping, the scooping, the, hmm, just that it was the, oh yeah. So the, <laughs> we're all sitting in the, this is, we're just sort of jumping ahead to the quarry now where we're sitting in this lecture that you have to watch on a VHS tape from, I don't know, maybe the early nineties or something. And it's talking about how they, 
they think they they're removing this material with a diorite ball, like you're banging a ball against the granite. And we all it, we all in the room just started laughing. It was really kind of organic the way everybody just started giggling. And then they get there's balls out there. I took a couple of videos of it, and and did you try hitting the ball on the granite to remove some material? I mean, no. it's the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. That's a waste to, of time. To, to think that they're actually saying that they're removing material with a ball on this granite is uh, is ridiculous. I jumped down beside the obelisk and got in trouble. Yeah. Not real trouble, though. He just wanted <sighs> money. Yeah. They just want money. But so then, uh, go ahead. The, I think at the Assyrian, you got evidence of two different... You got this... You've got the one tool mark coming down it, and then there's another tool that's running horizontally that seems to be sanding it smoother. You can see two different finishes, too. Super smooth. And you can see prep for where they put the columns. So you think the columns, the, the, the those that are smooth, those are um, smooth, smooth, and then the one where they had the first layer off on the wall was rougher? Well, you can see even where they had the first layer off on the wall, you can see where they came down, and there's a bunch of vertical tool marks, and then there's also horizontal ones. I don't know if I saw the horizontal ones. Yeah, I'll have to look at my pics and see. Yeah. Yeah, that was amazing to see that in person. Yeah. It was a long bus ride, but it was worth yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. So hot and dry. And then after that was uh, Dendera. And then Dendera is famous for the celestial things on the ceiling. And that was quite a temple, right? I mean, uh, didn't we walk all the way up and down? Oh, that's the one with the crypt too, right? And the light bulbs. And the, and then you walk all the way up to the roof. And the roof, there's a huge rooftop sort of patio type thing almost. And the blocks around the roof must have been, I wanted to calculate this before, because that temple is so big in my mind it felt like it could have been the small pyramid size you know people were disagreeing with me but i i felt like there was, was so many huge. blocks around the outside there were 40 50 feet up on the edge and, and the, all these like precisely made sandstone blocks i don't know like it just doesn't seem like how the fuck do you get those up there and this is the this isn't even getting into theories of pre-dynastic this was just the dynastic egyptians that built probably the temple over something else Right. That was the first place you could get into like some rooms and really be by yourself for a while. Yeah. 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 Dendera was cool because it had the most colorful, most color left. It was fun. Yeah. But there, I can't remember that there was a lot of the, as there wasn't as much old stuff there. No, old, no, there wasn't, kingdom. but it was like, and like Yusuf says, I do want to mention this, like, because we are there to sort of try and see the difference between like what Ben would say, the two, what does he call it? There's two, two stories, two tales of, of, uh, civilization or two tales of technology there. But Yusuf's always saying, don't underestimate the dynastic Egyptians either. in as far as like capabilities go or artistry or creativity, um, and Dendera is a good example. Yes. How they move? How would you move those forty, or however big those blocks are? There's like a hundreds, hundreds of those blocks all around the edge of the roof, and 40, in the middle of the roof high. too. Like, like, how, how? I just and the crazy circular stairwells. 
There's a basement down there you could go into, right? Yeah, the crypt. Crazy little rooms all over. It's wild. Yeah. Yeah. And hieroglyphs everywhere. Yeah. Hieroglyphs everywhere, all the time, except in the pyramids. None of the pyramids have any hieroglyphs in them. Or Assyrian. Or the Assyrian. Or, or the Elephantine Island granite boxes. I mean, that's the that's what sort of Ben has been saying is like the hieroglyphs aren't on the leftover ancient ancient stuff. It seems it's all there afterwards, and there's good examples of it being not very precise work, but there is precise granite statue work with the Egyptian headdress and stuff, and we're almost thinking that. Those statues were there pre-dynastic, and then that's what they used to copy and get into all the hieroglyphs and copy that that main sort of granite statue with the Egyptian with the headdress later on in dynastic times. They made it the gods? Yeah. I mean, imagine coming across those massive granite colossal statues. Like, I mean, you would think... Imagine a civilization trying to start up after a cataclysm and you come across like 50 foot fucking granite statues that are precisely made. I mean, what what else would you think? Giants and gods. I mean, Luxor Temple after sunset. That's where we went after Dendera and it was the huge, huge statues. Hey, remember the Luxor Temple at, at sun, uh, in dusk? Yeah. It was, all, it was all lit up. Just that place gorgeous. was cool too, yeah. Right at the end of the avenue of the Sphinxes, those giant statues. Yeah, three and a half kilometers long that connects Luxor to Karnak. Karnak is better. Imagine how, you know, those two temples being connected, five, probably five kilometers in total. Yeah, Karnak Karnak was better, I think, than Luxor. Yeah. It had some cool monoliths. not monoliths, what are they called? Obelisks. Obelisks. It had some cool obelisks there for sure. And the junkyard, and we saw more colossal thumb. We saw a colossal thumb and hand uh, from a giant statue. And then those blocks, those granite blocks that, that were was... so eroded, and they're just sitting in this causeway. Like seems like there was some granite, ancient granite stuff at that temple of, of Karnak. And it was, again, sort of built around there. Super old granite, like maybe was a block 50,000 years ago. Can't be less than 30. Yeah. Even though it was underwater, that that whole temple was buried, right? Under the Nile, the water at some point. Don't matter. Can't get like that. None of the other granites like that. Even those ob- even those uh, obelisks aren't like that. The obelisks are like way newer than those granite blocks were. Yeah, and they and those are all one piece, right? Obelisks one piece. I mean, that's the other thing. That's ben like, kind of so draws the line at three. Things. It's like the new one, and then there's those obelisks that were like one that was better than the new one, and then there's whatever those granite were. Which is either a previous civilization or like that same civilization that's making the obelisk, but they that other shit was way older. Yeah. Who knows how long they existed for? 
And those obelisks are one piece. Like Ben's sort of saying, like, he draws the line at like 300 tons, right? That, that something sort of 300 tons and under is somewhat manageable, but once you get over that, it's almost impossible to move mechanically without some sort of advanced technology. And uh, some of those obelisks and those colossal statues are a hundred, a thousand tons, right? What is that for pounds? A thousand pounds, pounds is uh no a thousand. What's a thousand tons? A thousand tons is two million. Two pounds. million pounds. Yeah. I mean, two million pounds. Two million pounds. So what's three hundred tons is six hundred thousand. Six hundred thousand pounds. Thousand pounds. So so, oh, I mean. So it's crazy. It's a lot. Where'd we go next? The next day was the hot air balloon ride over the Valley of the Kings and the Ramesseum, the Colossi of Memnon, and then the Luxor Museum later on. So that, yeah, the hot air balloon ride was pretty incredible. The sun rising and what a, what a weird experience. Uh, all the vans getting down to the balloons and the... People getting lined up and the van ride, jumping the balloons, the van ride to the balloon ride at five in the morning. It was quite an experience, though. Yeah, and from up up there, you could see the Valley of the Kings and the Ramesseum and the colossal statues, and again, more temples on the other side of the Nile. This time, almost getting temple fatigue by this point. Yeah, what did you think of those colossal statues, though? Or that one at the Ramesseum? That see the other. See the other brilliant thing about was that this the is huge, we're at the Ramesseum, huge one that was falling over. Yeah, and and we're at that temple by ourselves. I mean, this is what the other good thing is. We had these special permissions where we're not in there with a million tourists. I mean, some like the museum, of course we are, and the Giza Plateau sometimes we are, but I mean, in there in the Ramesseum, we're the only ones in there just hanging out with that colossal statue. Yeah, getting in trouble for climbing on stuff. That was the one that was a thousand tons. Yeah. And we had lunch right across the street. Yeah. And then uh, the next day we went to the Karnak Temple, which Karnak we sort of already great. talked about. Yeah. yeah. And uh, very old granite blocks, the statues again, obelisks, huge ceiling blocks, and these rooms and those rooms that were made out of. What were they like? I think they were like religious rooms, almost like uh, sepulchers in a way. They were made out of weird materials, stones, I think, stone materials, those rooms. Do you remember that? I don't remember the rooms. Do they have bats in there? Is that what the bats were? No, no, no. And then uh, we went on to the ship. So, cause that, so the good thing is we flew down to Luxor, and then we went on the ship down to Aswan, and then we flew from Aswan back up to Cairo. Um, yes. So then we went on the ship and we stopped at the Edfu Temple and Komombo. I missed those the, ones. I was sick that day with the COVID. You didn't have the COVID. Actually, you might have. A couple of people had the, sh the, the shivers or the, the sweats. COVID manifests in a lot of ways. You still <laughs> it, have COVID. It does. You have it long does. COVID again. <laughs> yeah. I got long bio bio weapon so that's where they uh they worship the the god sebek the crocodile god there's a bunch of crocodile mummies there it was pretty cool yeah i missed that one it's too bad 
And then we went to Abu Simbel the next morning. It's about a three-hour drive uh, down south where they moved that massive temple of those all those statues. The massive temple in the 60s, I think, they moved it. I got the pictures. I bought the picture pack from there. Yeah. And then it starts to kind of, this is kind of, to me, where it kind of got a little bit more, this is where it ramped up again, because the next day was the the Aswan Quarry, which we talked about where the huge obelisk was, and the huge 2B statue, I guess, where Kyle got an amazing scan. Did you see Kyle's scan today of that? I did see the scan, yeah. I'm going to get one of them LiDAR phones. Was that ever unbelievable, the scan? He got right underneath there, and you can see this the statue that's almost excavated out of this uh, out of the granite. Out of, was it granite? I think, I think it's granite. Might not be granite. Uh, yeah, I don't. Saw. I don't think that. I don't I think, think that quarry granite. was granite quarry. I think that was a sandstone quarry. But still amazing. I mean, they still use that technology. I don't think it's sandstone. Okay, you look that up, and I'll uh, keep talking. So then. We went to the Philae Temple after that, and uh, the Isis temples within there. That was another temple that was moved from the Nile. When they built the big dam, they moved it from down the the water a little bit onto this island. And it's funny because they talk about some of these modern moves, and they don't even have the things lined up um, to the sun and lined up uh, cardinally as accurate as they did in the past, which is kind of interesting. And then the highlight was Elephantine Island, where we saw um, the those massive granite boxes that were lying there, which to me looked exactly like the sepulcher we saw in, I think it was in the Philae Temple. Do you remember that temple that had the boat coming out of the sepulcher in the back and it looked like a blue granite? No. You don't remember that? No. Should I show you a picture of it? I mean, this probably would be a good time to show you that picture. Um, but you're looking. You, are, do you have info on the Aswan Quarry now? Yeah, I can't find uh, granite. Yeah, Aswan Granite Quarry. Oh, it is granite. That's what it says on the internet. <laughs> it makes sense because the obelisks are usually granite, aren't they? Yes. The good ones. The scoop ones. Scoop a loop. What are you looking for again? I'm I'm looking for that sort of I don't know if it's technically called a sepulchre or not, but it's that granite box that they used to worship in the back of the temple with the boat, the boat coming out of it. Um <clears throat> And what I wanted to show you was how... There it is. I found it. Okay, I'm just going to share my screen quickly with you here. Um, sure. So can you see this? Yes. So this is that... Do you remember that? Now look at that box in the back there with the oh, pyramid-shaped yeah, top. I didn't go top. there either. I didn't go there. Oh, oh you didn't go there? No. With the with the with the boat coming out. So no. you see that box in the back that's like the warship thing, right? Yeah, it looks like and the it, one at and the uh, Elephantine Island. Yeah, exactly. And this is what they would build, apparently build their temples around. To war they'd they'd find these granite things and then, then they'd use them to worship. Here's another view of it, right? Now, isn't that exactly what those boxes 
Or like identical. on Elephantine Island? Yes. I mean, did was that brought up on the trip? I mean, I don't think we really made a point about that. I think we did. You think so? Yeah. I think that I was the so. point, because a bunch of people showed me that picture. And then I'm just going to try and skip through here and find that box on Elephant. And here, here's the box on Elephantine Island that looks like exactly like it. I mean. Yes, I agree. You know. No one else can see but me. And I agree. But I mean, but it's, it's, it's it, the thing that's, and we'll, we'll, we'll do like, maybe we'll do a slideshow presentation for YouTube or something. But the amazing thing is these boxes are like, what, 10 feet by eight feet by eight feet type thing, or 15 feet by eight by eight, maybe. Um, and they're just precisely made. I mean, the, the grooves, the, they have beveled edges and they're, and they're, they look very, very precise. Like it would be hard to find a CNC machine in the modern age that could do that. And if you did, it would have to be the size of a fucking gym. It'd be very big. Yes. And then we started crawling into pyramids, right? Yeah, man. After that was, um, was, uh, back. Oh yeah. See, we already came back to Cairo. So, that that part of the trip seemed to go by pretty fast. Then we went back to Cairo and to Dashur, the bent and red pyramid to me, which was quite a highlight. I mean, we went sort of crawling underneath. Um, and the interesting part about that to me was that you can see Giza from there and you can turn around and see, now let me, I'm, I think I'm getting this wrong. You can see the step pyramid from there. From the step pyramid, you can see Giza and you can see the bent and red pyramid. It's all in a line. So the step pyramid um, also had Saqqara. Am I am I out of am I? Yeah, and then there's also Abu Ghraib and Abu Sir, which is in that line too, which is where the where the uh, massive obelisk used to be. So all these pyramids and that obelisk are all in line like you can look turn one way exactly and see the great pyramid turn around the other way and see the bent or red pyramid like and then when you're at that site you can see the other ones very interesting and that one the, the bent and the red where we went down underneath um and th that seemed to me like man we were there all by ourselves again and i'm like why isn't this more popular hey eh? yeah i'm glad it wasn't it would have been awful crowded in there But it seems like a, a little mini Giza, and everybody's just focused on Giza. Yeah, there's a couple like that. The bent pyramid was kind of, the step pyramid was kind of quiet, too. Went underneath in all the chambers, and um, was that where one of them had the had the six kilometers worth of uh, tunnels? Yeah, the step pyramid... Was the only pyramid that seemed like it was made for people in some way. But it's hard to know which tunnels were existing, you know? If you're going with the ancient sort of pyramid hypothesis, like the uh, pre-dynastic hypothesis, which tunnels were existing then? Yeah, but it seemed to be much different than the other pyramids, which, in my opinion, seemed to be very clearly machines. Oh yeah, yeah. But not the not the step pyramid. The step pyramid seemed like because there's all the pieces from the old granite vases in there and the tiled rooms and stuff. 
Oh, that was six levels down, that one. Yeah. Yeah, it seemed more like a city, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. But what all the, the other pyramids seem like machines, for sure. What was the one... But was that the one that had all those granite uh, blocks making that huge granite square in the middle? Yes. And walking, you're walking through all these tunnels, and then you pop into this big room with high ceiling, huge shaft. You're basically at the bottom of this huge shaft, and there's 15 of these massive granite stones together in a big square or cube with a massive uh, rod of granite through the center of it. Rod. Like a key, like some sort of key. Did you see? Yeah, like it was a huge cylindrical rod slammed through this, the, the the middle of this, this huge granite square. It was very, very weird. That was kind of one of those cool surprises because I didn't know that that was coming. Yeah, yeah. That was a cool spot. I like that. And then, yeah. And then what about the, uh, which one was the one where we climbed all the way up those staircases and the bats were up there and the, um, you know, that when, that they, was when the, the red pyramid, wasn't it? The re- yeah, I think it was. Yeah. The architects were in there. The, uh, archeologists were in there. I think it was, um, more than a hundred years ago, maybe or something or there. And they would feel, when they walked in, they would feel these, this draft coming from down the hallway. And they, I guess they realized after it happened a couple of times that there's like a, uh, they call it a portcullis, but it's really like a, a sliding door that opens and closes for who knows whether it's sound or wind or something to allow it through the shafts. And all the way up there, there's bats in the top of the cave. That was pretty creepy. Yeah. That's when they started. That one really looks, looks like a machine to me. And it starts to have all the, all of that same shape, the stepped shape in there and but I mean, wouldn't that be how you would build a pyramid on the inside would have a step shape like that? I mean, you'd have to have a uh, pretty accurately. Well, um, why you can make a giant chamber like the King's chamber. If you want, why not just make a bunch of those? Well, because it would be easier to start with a pyramid in the middle, right? Like those, those baffled chambers are pyramid shaped in a way. No, no, not really. And they're only two sided. Yeah, they're two sided. Yeah. It's, yeah, they're yeah, that's a good point. They're not four sided. It's not like a, a central pyramid. No. No, yeah, yeah. Okay, that's a good point. Yeah. And it's, it's more long and thin rocks, really. And it's different rocks. Is it? Yes. Fuck. What was the what was the one where Kyle uh, Russ was doing the resonance in the hallway between the the two chambers? In the Great Pyramid? No, I don't know. It wasn't the Great Pyramid. Uh, I don't know. It might have been in the Red Pyramid. It was either it in the Red the or red. the First Pyramid. And he was he had his mouth up in the corner. He was and I couldn't even tell he was doing anything. And you should have heard it, it was like I got it on video actually. And I couldn't make it happen. I wasn't going low enough and I couldn't stand up tall enough on my tippy toes to get into the corner of the of the uh, hallway, but that's where I feel like resonance is, you know, you were talking the other day about how resonance isn't really important for energy, but I mean, isn't that an application of free energy? If, if Russ is barely, I didn't say it was important. I just said it wasn't, uh, I don't think it indicates like 
anything magic or supernatural because I think any finely tuned machine was going to resonate. Especially well, something I, with machine surfaces, like insides yeah. of motors and stuff like that, that are like, you know, polished so so fine they shine and all the corners are rounded perfectly. I think all that shit will resonate. Because he, he was hardly even doing it, and I, I couldn't even tell that he was making that noise, and it was super loud in there. Yeah, I think, I think like, uh, I think, like, if you want, I think any really good inside, anything really well made would do that. Yeah. Like, if you go inside, like, a oil tanker, or like a milk truck or something, you know? Those trucks that take the milk down the highway. If you yeah. go inside one of those and hum, I feel like it would resonate in there too. Mm -hmm. So then after that, I mean, we kind of mentioned the Saqqara and the Step Pyramid, but um, that's where the Serapium was. Which is wild. The Serapium's crazy because those boxes are perfect. They all resonate yeah. too, which makes you wonder why. Why make yeah. a box so perfect? So perfect, but yet so imperfect as well. Like because they've got these big gouges, like they're chasing cracks out of the granite or something. Or yeah. I think of balancing a turbine wheel, grinding the little parts off of a turbine wheel to get that perfect balance. Maybe it's a, maybe it's to stop. Maybe it's to it um, to make the resonance perfect. Because if you have a crack, it'll kind of ruin that. Yeah, or a weak point. It's hard to say, but they're giant. They're fucking big. And they're not all the same size, though, either. And some of them have different veins of color running through them. Different, you know, where the rock is different. So you know it's one solid piece for sure, not a geopolymer. That was the second last day, was it? Uh, no, third last day. Then we had Abu Ghraib and Abu Sir after that. So that's where we went. And, and when I was mentioning, they used to have the massive obelisk that was in sight of Giza and in sight of the Bent Pyramid on the other side. Ooh, that's right. Sorry, 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 sorry. The Step Pyramid. So you can see the Step Pyramid from where the, the obelisk mount was. And you can see Giza. And when you go to the Step, you can see Giza and you can also see the Red and, and the and the Bent. That's where I climbed a pyramid. Yeah. And I happened to be looking to get you on video. Did you? Yeah. At that one too? I climbed two pyramids Oh, Oh, no, I didn't see that one. No. Yeah, I climbed two pyramids that day. So what did you think of that, that, that star, that star fort shaped? Man. Was that, was that calisite there that was there? Or something. I don't know. Why do you say it like? Uh, why do you say it like that? Because that's what the way. Uh, I like the. the way, was that the place with the bowls? Yeah, the bowls. Well, yeah. Yus Yusuf is Egyptian. Well, I'm, speaking, I'm appropriating his culture. You're appropriating his accent. <laughs> uh, was that the place with the bowls? Yes, the huge calisite bowls and drill holes calisite and nubs. Bowls, and... The huge calisite bowls. Are they calisite? I'm not sure if they're calisite. You really like they saying might... that word, eh? <laughs> it might be, uh, what's the other thing they, they might have been? I don't know. 
I don't think they are. But they're definitely cool bowls in one big piece, and they seem to be, like, all identical. And for what? You know? <laughs> I found some old, super worn-down granite there, too. But I'd never heard of either of those places. I know it's interesting because when you hear the Snake Brothers and Ben talk about all this stuff, like how good the pyramids were that that weren't in Giza, you just kind of, I kind of just left it off and like, oh yeah, whatever. But then when you go there, it's like, holy shit, this is unbelievable in person. And it makes me wonder if it's all underground, connected underground. Oh, I mean, yeah, there's, there's all these tunnels under shit. Giza. There's all like six kilometers of tunnel under uh, under that other pyramid, and it's in view of Giza. I mean, as if it's not all underground connected. Yeah, it probably is. All the way from Aswan to Cairo. There's probably shit out oh, of the well, And then who knows, Turkey. Apparently they're unearthing massive underground cities in Turkey. So did it, you know, are they connected under the Mediterranean? Or are they connected down through Israel on the side of the Mediterranean? And then there's rumors of it connecting up to the UK in tunnels. I mean, fuck, who knows, man? So much to explore. UK tunnels. Wonder if we could send you down into the tunnels in Egypt and see where you pop up. Exactly. Start a GoFundMe. <laughs> send Graham in the tunnels. I'm not a big tunnel guy, so I'm out. Yeah, it got a bit. It gets a bit creepy with the bats and there. Somebody else was talking about some other, uh, some other beast that hangs out in the tunnels beast. that would, yeah. <laughs> Kind of scary to come across. Oh, spider. It was a type of spider, like a massive spider. I'm like, oh, imagine like opening up a false door into a tunnel that hasn't been seen in thousands of years and it's full of fucking giant spiders. And they eat you. So then after that was our last day. It was uh, Giza, two hours in a Sphinx enclosure and the Sphinx temple, which Ben and and our guide Yusuf had never been in before. And again, like these granite, like looks like machined granite casing stones that were all around the top, like in this beautiful sort of, um, you know, uh, circular shape. And super old. Almost like a crown, a granite crown molding for the Sphinx temple. I mean. Super old. And again, in there, they cut these corners. They cut the corners into the huge block. It's like, it must have been very functional to have a corner made out of a block instead of putting two blocks together to make a corner. Seems. And it must have been easy to do because they did it been, everywhere. But yeah, it had to be either easy to do or super important for some reason. Yeah. Because it seems like a pain in the ass. And then we it had was two so hours in the pyramid by ourselves. Yeah. I mean, it was so nice to be in the Sphinx enclosure by ourselves too, and 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 the Sphinx temple, and not rushing around. I mean, we had two hours there and two hours in the Great Pyramid. I mean, to me, that was completely worth it. Yes, the pyramid is something else. Yeah, completely unsupervised in the Great Pyramid for two hours, <laughs> with the video cameras pointed at the uh, turned around and pointed at the wall. I mean, what does that mean? You didn't notice all the video cameras were like pointed up to the ceiling, or they were all jiggered to not watch what we were up to. 
Oh, I didn't notice that. Yeah. I noticed we were that doing, right away. We were doing resonance in the box in the king chamber. I mean, we were all just sitting in there quiet and kind of meditating and listening, like feeling the resonance in the king's chamber. Smoking weed. Well, some of us were. Darren was. Found his way down there. And then we went down to the underground too, right? We went to the underground passage. Subterranean chamber. It was great. It was a perfect capstone. And then we didn't sleep and went to the airport and flew around all over. And Graham, you know, thought he was going to lose his legs. I'm glad you didn't lose your legs, buddy. Yeah. They were pretty sore. Do you think you'll live? Oh, yeah, I'll be fine. But you still have COVID. I, I don't think so. What do you got? What are your symptoms? My ears, mainly. Still from the plane? It could it could be just jet lag, honestly. Yeah, it's probably jet lag. And we and I think I'm just detoxing all the crap from Egypt, too. Like, my, it was so dusty and dirty and... You know, I've been blowing huge chunks. My nose is sort of bleeding from the dryness in Calgary, too, so. It was very two-strokey. I don't know what you mean by that. Well, those two-stroke motors, like, are just burning the fucking oil. They're just burning gas mixed with oil. Yeah, right. So it's just All that, over like, the vibe, Remember those little cabs yeah. everywhere? All that <laughs> shit is running two-stroke. Just, like, we don't even allow that shit on our streets. <laughs> They're fucking everywhere there. It doesn't, like, go anywhere. It just hovers. Smells nice, so in small doses. And that was a trip to Egypt. It was amazing. It was great to come home. Yeah. It's a lot of flying. Yeah. I'm glad I had a window for the last leg. It really was so much better. Yeah, I'm sorry. You're I don't know how. I don't know how I could. I don't know how I traveled it by backpack when I was young. I really don't know how I did it. You're in much better shape. I mean, not as adventurous now in my old age. I just want to go with the tour. You're just looking a at ancient. Yeah, and it was a bit overwhelming though because we we're looking at it from all all aspects. The, of course, the mainstream Egyptian thing. You're seeing all the hieroglyphs, but you're also looking for. You know, older sort of granite stuff and and drill holes and saw marks and. You know, there is chances things change on these sites all the time, and there is chances you can find something. It's true. I found a lot of rocks. Maybe some other stuff, too. Who knows? Uh, anything else? Wrap it up. I don't, yeah, I think we can wrap it up. I'll put a uh, show note. I'll put uh, a link to Uncharted X. I mean, honestly, if anybody's thinking about going to Egypt, you got to go with Ben and Yusuf, Uncharted X, and Yusuf's, uh, the Kemet School of Ancient Mysticism. It's fantastic. Couldn't recommend it enough. UnchartedX.com. Uh, I think he's doing the tour every year. And it was fantastic. Of course, we got the DB Cooper stuff coming out next weekend. Uh, other than that, support the show. GrimAmerica.ca slash support. Can't do it without you guys. I think that's about it. We love you guys. Thanks for listening. We will see you next week. <laughs>